I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is The Handle with Matt Brown and Mike Summage on VSIN, the sports betting network. of the handle here on Visa Matt Brown, Mike Samich coming to you. And Mike, we finished up last segment talking about your horse racing picks. One of the things we didn't get to, and one of the things I'm going to be better about as we move forward, you ha- you said you were going to play an exacta. People who are completely foreign to horse racing don't even have an idea of what an exacta even is, right? And so we're specifically, we're talking about Oaklawn number nine, where you have six on top and then one in four underneath in an exacta but people might go hey i don't even know what an exacta is so let's like talk through that a little bit yeah so there are different ways you can bet horses win place show is the most popular way to bet win is first place place is first or second place show is first second or third place uh if you want to try and kind of create more money or more value and get a higher payout you can look at exactas or trifectas so an exacta is a horse running in first place and a horse running in second place in that exact order thus the exacta a trifecta is first second and third in that exact order now, what you can do to to mitigate some of the risk is have multiple horses in some of those places. So when I see a race like the ninth, the Honey Bee, where I like the favorite, the six horse West Omaha, and I see a seven to five price, which essentially is plus 140 from a sports betting perspective, I'm going to try and find a way where if my opinion is right, I get paid more money. And the exact is a great way to do that. So you put the six horse in that first place spot. And then you put a, a horse or a couple horses in the second place spot. For my money, I like the one. Allie's Beach and the four Neon Beach in that second spot. So I'll play an exacta six with one four, and then I win if it goes six one or six four. But I do have to have both of those correct. All right. So that's, you know, again, we will kind of give those little little tips along the way because there is a ton of different ways that, that you can bet horses. And Mike will certainly be probably throwing out a little bit of lingo here and there that you're not familiar with. So we'll try and stop and pump the brakes a little bit and, and, and fill you in exactly on what he's talking about early on. My boy naps two under through two. So yeah, good, baby. good, good here. He's throwing darts <laughs> out there. Uh, Volamaki also birdied one. So feels good to see that Matt Wallace go away, go back to wherever you came from. 
Where are you from? He's from England. Canada. Go back to go, go back to England, was- Matt Wallace. Get out of here with all that. I don't even. Yeah, Ben Silverman from Canada also went is seven under through fourteen. Yes, seven under through fourteen. He has birdied every other hole he has played today. That is ridiculous. If anyone's ever played golf, you know how ridiculous that is. So we will continue to update you here over the next hour as to how this is all playing out. But Mike, let's revisit. Um, these draft numbers and, and get into a little bit more nuanced conversation here of what these things look like and how it might play out. The overwhelming favorite to go number one is, is Caleb Williams. And you and I have said it since jump and I continue to believe this and I don't care what articles get written and I don't care what source says what and I don't care if we get all of this, you know, a, 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 the buzz starts to go the other way. Caleb Williams is going to go number one. It would I think it is a 99.5% chance that Caleb Williams goes number one overall. The only way in the world, again, that this doesn't go that way, Mike, is if like something comes out somewhere along the way that Caleb, there's, there was a hidden injury with William. There was a, well, you know, something would have to come out to really, really muddy the waters and, and kind of taint what Caleb Williams is viewed as amongst the draft Knicks out there because this is a guy that if he came out last year, he'd have been the number one overall pick. He came out this year. It's just, he's, he is widely regarded as, as high of a can't miss product as, as there is. And so it would take something drastic, crazy, crazy in my personal opinion for Williams not to go number one. Yeah. Yeah. The only reason, only way I see it is either something comes out during the interviews that that teams just absolutely hate. And there's, there's a wild public story or an injury. Mm-hmm. That's really it from a Caleb Williams perspective. Cause everyone who talks about, well, what if someone falls in love with Drake may and they trade up to one, they wouldn't trade up to one, yeah. you trade up to two. Right. And, and if you, if you're the bears and you like Drake may, you don't take him at one, you trade down to two and then take him at two. Cause you can get something from Washington for that number one pick. Any scenario with someone trading up to one is trading up to take Caleb Williams because of the price that it would take to trade up to number one. You have to take Caleb Williams in that sense because you're paying the Caleb Williams price. You're not paying the Drake yeah. May price. Exactly. So yeah. it, there's no chance you trade up and you don't take him. And if the Bears stay there, they're not staying there to take Drake May. They're staying there to take Caleb Williams. So I, I don't see a scenario barring injury or something absolutely crazy story-wise happening here that it is not Caleb Williams who's going number one overall. Now, the number two and three pick does get interesting. We expect it to go quarterback, quarterback, but now we are starting to get some true differing opinions, and I actually do buy into this. I don't think that this is just you know smoke and mirrors type stuff going on. There are a lot of different people out there who favor Drake May. There are a lot of different people out there who favor Jaden Daniels. You start to hear about the differences between the two. The great deep ball, the 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 dynamic di- how dynamic he is with his legs when you talk about Jaden Daniels. You talk about Drake May, the prototypical NFL quarterback. If you could draw a mold of how you would want a guy, like his body type, his arm strength, all the stuff like that with Drake May is there. And so I do believe that there's a real debate here over who could go two and who could go three. The only thing I don't believe that there's a debate on Mike is that whoever goes two, the other one's going to go three. Like I don't, I'm not buying into this deal that that Marvin Harrison could sneak up to number three or whatever. There's too many quarterback needy teams out there for this not to go quarterback, 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 and it is worth risking to take a quarterback that early because if you hit, you have set your franchise up for success for a decade. On the other hand, if you swing and you miss and you're and you suck, then oh, you find yourself back at the top of the draft and you can go at it again. I mean, it's just the risk reward here 
for taking these, you know, super high ceiling quarterbacks is just too high to pass on for all of the quarterback needy teams that are out there. Nobody's trading up to three to take Marvin Harrison. They're, they're, they're not doing that. They would try to figure out a way to trade with the Cardinals for four to take Marvin Harrison. In my personal opinion, I, I, th- I think that this just, too, too much writing on the wall and too many teams that need a quarterback for this thing not to go one, two, three. Yeah, the only way it doesn't go one, two, three is, is if it's the Patriots who trade up to one for the Bears and the Bears go to three and they end up taking Harrison. Although I wouldn't be shocked if they traded out of three, yeah. if they traded two, three, so that someone came up and paid the price to take Drake May, to take Jaden Daniels. This is really interesting to me. There is so much upside with Jaden Daniels. I understand why people are are interested in him going number two overall. And Drake May, not a phenomenal season last year at North Carolina. And there was a lot of hype going into it. I still think he is a very, very good prospect. And we talked about this a little last week. People forget Drake May can run the football. He is not just this guy who's your your statue in the pocket. Ran for over 600 yards last last year at North Carolina. This is going to be the big debate going into it. And and it's one of those where at minus 140 plus 120, I don't want to bet either player. I'm looking for plus 200 or better on both of them. And I wouldn't be shocked if during this news cycle, you have the opportunity to bet both of them at plus 200, because this is going to be one of those lines that just teeter totters back and forth as news comes out from the combine, from the interviews. We're going to have some wild Reddit news at some point, like we did last year, I'm sure. This is one of those that I think is going to be pretty dynamic because there's a lot of positives from both of these players. And it's going to come down to scouting departments and what scouting department specifically likes what skill set and which offensive coordinator wants a specific skill set. You look at number two there, Cliff Kingsbury. He kind of screams Jaden Daniels a little more than Drake May when you do look at these skill sets. In the world of college basketball, if you are watching, it is Houston and Baylor. Houston just dominates the first half, 41-25 at halftime. Then Baylor comes back and wins the second half, 44-28. They go 69-69, come down towards the end of the game. Houston pulls up from way behind three, drills it upon replay, Still had it in his hand as the buzzer went off. It will go to overtime. 69-69 Houston and Baylor, if you are following along with that one. Just a dominant performance from Houston in the first half. Baylor comes back and puts on their own dominant performance in the second half, and we will play a little bit of extra time here over in that one. All right, Mike, first non-quarterback. I think you and I are simpatico here on this one as well. Listen, you have the Cardinals sitting at four. You have invested, you've made the decision by going ahead and winning too many games that you are going with Kyler Murray. (laughs) So you have to go with Kyler Murray at this point. You look at that wide receiver room. No one is available. There is, they they literally have nobody. If you are, if you have all this money invested in in Kyler Murray, he is going to be your quarterback moving forward. It is a disservice to your team and everything you've done. If you have absolutely no weapons around him at all, everybody widely regarded Marvin Harrison as the Number one wide receiver had he come out last year. He had to stay because of the stupid NFL rules. So here he is this year, still number one with a bullet in this draft. And I'll say, I know, I, I know I've kind of sound like a broken record here, but it would shock me. It would take, I think, a Herculean trade offer to come the Cardinals way for them not to take Harrison, giving what that wide receiver room looks like for them right now. They have nobody. I mean, literally no one. Well, it's another situation where if that Herculean trade offer comes. Who are they? Who are they trading up to draft? Right, it's Harrison, mm-hmm. and so minus six fifty here again. Don't love tying my money up at minus six fifty. Yeah, this one is, seems like it's again another one like Caleb Williams, where if, if I had to pick two spots, I was the most confident in the players were going to go in this draft. It's Caleb Williams one, it's Harrison four. Yeah, 
That seems like they, they are absolute. You can just pen them in right now in every mock draft. That's where those two players should be taken or we should expect them to be taken. I would I, like, again, I don't love minus 650. I think that's short. I, I think this should be somewhere in the minus 1000, minus 1200 range. So if, if you want to tie money up, this is one of those where I don't mind doing it because I do think this is a, a solid return on investment situation here. Mike, people found out our little our, our, our little our little trick here because uh, the team to draft Kayla Williams now matches basically matches the price of Kayla Williams to go number one overall. We couldn't believe the discrepancy in the odds in that one. And Bears to draft uh, Kayla Williams now matches Kayla Williams to go number one overall. I was shocked at the gap. Someone went and took advantage of it. Good on you. Glad you guys got that locked up because again, it's that's the bet, right? I mean, it's 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 the it's the Bears if it's Kaylee. So yeah, that was crazy that the odds were so different, but now they match up. It'll be interesting to see if, if they we do see a Justin Fields trades be, trade before the draft. How fast this plummets as well, yeah. right? Because if if that happens, this is minus fifteen hundred, and <laughs> Caleb Williams drops to minus fifteen hundred as well. So I, again, these are big time minus bets. They're not one you want to try and make a career off of. However. There is some value still in both of these because I, I feel like the likelihood of them happening is significantly more likely than the minus price attached to them right now. Yeah, it just that one, that one we we highlighted it, we screamed, hey, it's not a bet for everyone, but this doesn't make any sense. These numbers do not make any sense, and somebody agreed with us out there. Now the numbers do match up. We're gonna talk Terrell Furman here, sports gambling podcast. See what he's got going on in the NBA today as well. Come on back to handle. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is The Handle with Matt Brown and Mike Summage on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
If you head to your computer or you get on your phone and you pop open a browser, bsin.com to check out the new bsin.com site. It is looking really good over there. It is a mobile first focus if you're doing it on your phone. Got a lot of educational content as well if you're just dipping your toe into this whole sports betting thing. And everything that you like from the old version is over on the new version is just better. So bsin.com, check out the new website over at Beeson. Matt Brown, Mike Samich coming to you. You mentioned we were sitting here, Houston and Baylor is in overtime. And as we were bringing in our new guest, Terrell Furman from the Sports Gambling Podcast, a little bit of reaction coming to you, for, coming from you there. You got some action on this one going? Yeah, I got some action. I have Baylor on the money line here at plus money. And I, I don't understand why they're not getting any calls late in the game <laughs> at home. Like, what is the purpose of having a home court if you can't get calls? I, 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 I don't know. I there's no way. The refs definitely have Houston minus two and a half. I'm surprised they called it three good. They almost called the three good. Terrell, <laughs> as you as you look at this one, just as we I know we'll talk more your your NBA picks here, but as you look at these two teams, are, are these two teams you're kinda eyeing as we head into March? Is there a team that you've kind of fallen in love with as we head into March? Oh, well, it's hard to back Houston in March because it just happens every time you see Houston kind of folder. They made their way to the final four one time, but they normally let me down in March. So I normally don't touch uh, either one of these teams. I'm looking for more of the Cinderella's and stuff like that. But Scott Drew and this Baylor squad, they always just find a way. So I, I'm, I wouldn't mind a 45 to one on Baylor in the way that Scott Drew just kind of leaves this team when it comes to March. And even at this point in the season, the fact they're in this game is crazy. Yeah, Baylor just been gutty down the stretch consistently once we see March. They're a team there that, uh, you know, is going to fight hard all, all the way. And we saw that in the second half here with the big time comeback as well. Let's switch over to the association uh-huh. here. We got three games on the slate. Right. You got three bets for us. I love that. You get to get this fire at each of the games here. We're going to kick it off in Minnesota. You've got the Nets taking on the Timberwolves uh, and Nets lost three in a row. Timberwolves, tough loss last night to the Bucks, who've been up and down since Doc Rivers took over. What do you like tonight in the, uh, the Nets-Timberwolves game? Well, I don't want to think too, too much into what happened last night with the Bucs because the Timberwolves just were in a terrible spot. The Bucs had to win a game eventually. I mean, we could only make fun of Doc Rivers for so long until this talent wins out and they start winning games. So I think it was a bad spot for them, but it just also reinforced of what Minnesota has been all season for me, and it's a team that struggled to score. I don't see them being able to score bunches of points for a long duration of time. They they got on fire during the right before the All Star break, and then that All Star break kind of comes in and it kind of settles you down. And you were everybody who was hot shooting isn't hot so more, and they really couldn't score against that Bucks defense that we know really isn't that good. So I like the total under two sixteen and a half here because. I promise you, I don't got nothing to worry about the Nets trying to score. Nets not scoring for anything. I don't even have to worry about that side of the ball. Honestly, if the Timberwolves found a way to score 120, 130 in this game, I doubt the Nets probably could give me 100. So I think that there's plenty of ways for me to hit this total. I don't think the Nets are going to be able to score at all with the offense and where the team's at right now. And I think Minnesota is taking a step back offensively. Our second tip of the day, about 8.40 Eastern Celtics and the Knicks. This is sitting, this is back, this is up to six now. Uh, this uh-huh. is to six in favor of the Celtics. 223 and a half is our total here. You took some points and it looks like you're on the right side of this one. This was seven, then six and a half, now down to six here for the Knicks. Well, it's because everybody's starting to realize what I've been telling people all this time. And it is that the Boston Celtics, when given the opportunity, will 100 percent let you down. 
100%. Nobody has lost more bets on the Boston Celtics than I. <laughs> it is why that I have not bet them in about two to three years now. And you know what? I've been pretty profitable not doing so, especially when there are favorite laying points on the road because this team, they find ways to win games. They don't cover. They had a really bad streak going into the All-Star break where they couldn't find their way to cover in a game. I think that this Knicks team, I don't have to worry about the injuries because they're just going to play the same five guys 48 minutes and they play effectively during that 48 minutes. This Knicks defense is a little bit better. Jalen Brunson is playing like an MVP. I, I think that the the Boston Celtics, while they're going to be in this game, it, they're not covering this line of six. I think it's too much. This feels like a one possession game either way with how the Knicks are looking. Got one more game on the slate in the association. We got the Magic, who are one of my favorite uh, NBA pass teams, taking on the Pistons, who are one of my least favorite NBA pass teams. So uh, looking forward to watch the Magic in this one, at least. You get Bonchero, you get Suggs, you get Isaac, you get Wagner, a bunch of stars over there. Uh, what do you like tonight, Magic taking on the Pistons? Oh, well, I mean, I'm glad that you like the Magic. We like the Magic. I think everybody likes the Magic. I think the Magic are that team that people want to see be a Cinderella in the playoffs this year. And this Detroit team is... <laughs> they're not good. Like, there's no way of putting it. It's it, the talent level is not there. They're still trying to work Kate Cunningham back. And while he's doing what he can with what what, what he can, this isn't a spot where I think that they're going to get up for an Orlando Magic team that's really trying to make a push towards the playoffs. And one securing a top six seed, you got to look at the Magic, the Heat, the Pacers, all of those teams around there battling for that last spot of that six seed or maybe even the five seed with the Philadelphia 76ers and them falling down. So I think that this is a spot where the Orlando Magic flex their muscles. They go out there, beat a bad team and help secure their spot in the standings. Talking to Terrell Furman, Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can find him on the Twitter machine at ReallyRell underscore Terrell. Let's head over to the MVP market. And if we look over at DraftKings right now, we are sitting Jokic at minus 140, SGA plus 220, Luka is down to plus 650. And you got Giannis there at 10 to 1, everyone else 20 to 1 or longer. We come in and we see that two, a little over 2 to 1 on SGA. And that's a little bit appealing to you here. I mean, you go in and since that calendar turned to uh, 2024, this guy has been absolutely unbelievable over 30 points a game averaged here since we've gotten to 2024 SGA getting slept on a little bit yeah and he leads the league in steals he's doing it on both sides of the court here and so it's really less of a bet on SGA because SGA has already proven his point if you look at the stats and the numbers he is an MVP candidate he just has to get that one seat they just have to get the one seat they have the edge over the Nuggets for the season series is them targeting the one seat and being able to put this together on the road at home and continue to get wins. Whereas this Nuggets team, I'm a little concerned about their play on the road and how they show up on the road. They haven't been really, really appealing and really, really good on the road this season thus far. And if they're not going to be able to write that, if this becomes a, hey, we just want to get into the playoffs, coast through, we don't care about being the one seed, we think we can go beat anybody any, anywhere, cool. But if the Oklahoma City Thunder go from nothing last year out of the playoffs to a one seed in the regular season, Shea's going to win MVP. Now, we're talking about the MVP market. One of the big changes we saw in this market was the new stipulations on being able to win postseason awards in the NBA, having to play 65 games. Does that factor into your handicap and, and kind of tracking, okay, how many more games can these guys miss? Because we do see NBA stars miss quite a few games. When you're looking at MVP, looking at Rookie of the Year, things like that, are you concerned with games played at all? Or is that something that you're like, hey, I, they know it's 65, they'll get to that number? 
No, you have to be. You have to be because that's why Joel Embiid is not even in the conversation right now. If Joel Embiid didn't have this rule, we would be talking, even though that he's out for a while, he that he was probably going to win MVP. He was walking into a second straight MVP. So you have to factor that into your handicap with a lot of guys. And hey, who is playing these games? Who is making sure? Jokic, you rarely see him miss a game. That goes into why he's minus 140. They're not expecting that 65 game thing to be a rule with him. And he's just playing like one of the greatest players on the planet. Terrell, as we look and kind of start to to head down towards the stretch here, we see this Dallas Mavericks team start to play a little bit better. They've won seven in a row, eight and two in their last 10. And there's just not a lot of teams out there uh-huh. where it's realistic that you got two guys that can go for 70 in and I mean, there's just not a lot of teams out there that have that. And, and the Mavericks legitimately have that every night that they st- step on the court. You buying into this kind of renaissance here of, of the Mavericks as we uh, as we've gotten to the last 10 games? Yes, if they if they continue to play defense, then they're going to be one of the best teams in the league. And I, I think that they're a long, not long shot to win it all as long as they continue to play defense. We know that they can score. We know that they can put points up. But it's the fact that they have been able to give up points in the playoffs against every single opposition that knocked them out. When they played Golden State, they couldn't stop anybody. When they played Phoenix, they couldn't stop anybody. Any opportunity that they've had playing anybody in the playoffs, they've struggled to score points against them, against the Nuggets, against anybody. And so I think that this Dallas team, that's really my issue with them, is the defensive side of the ball. They've gotten a little bit better. Daniel Gafford and P.J. Washington gives them size, and that's what they were looking for in rebounding. So um, I'm looking to see if Dallas is going to be able to play defense the rest of the way because we know that, again, two of the best scorers on the planet on one team, they're going to be able to score. He is Terrell Furman. You can find him Sports Gambling Podcast Network, all of his stuff, getting you NBA stuff, getting you WNBA stuff, NFL stuff as well over on the Twitter machine at ReallyRail underscore. Thanks for the time today, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate y'all. Well, Mike, I'm telling you, when we look at this this Mavs team, and and just a week ago, you could have gotten Luka at 11 to one for MVP. I don't necessarily think he wins it. It would be a nice ticket to have in your account if they continue to play like this, going out every night. Like I said, there's just not a lot of teams where two dudes are legitimate legitimate threats to go for 70 between two of them every night, and that, and they have that there with Dallas. We've seen him win playoff series by himself before. Now you at least have that second guy. And like Terrell said, it's the defense. They play defense. We know they can fill the bucket up. It's all about whether or not they're able to keep that defense. Where are these guys going to play next season? We're going to talk about that here on The Handle. This is The Handle with Matt Brown and Mike Summage on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you have not done so already, VEASAN Pro subscription is for you. Go in, daily best bet emails. You get the betting splits. You get our betting guides. You get all of the stuff you've known to love over at VEASAN.com. You get it all with a VEASAN Pro subscription. VSIN.com slash pro today. Matt Brown, Mike Samich coming to you. Arguing over, over whether Tom Cruise is an actually good actor or not or whatever it is. You, you tend to say yes. I thought he's had some incredible roles along the way, but people behind the glass don't think so. Is it an age thing? Like, is it maybe it's an age thing? Maybe. I mean, the, the hit list that he's got is just phenomenal. I mean, you got like color of money. You've got all that stuff. The, the older Tom Cruise catalog. I thought he's been very good at Mission Impossible. Those are the newer catalog. You were mentioning Tropic Thunder, where his role as an agent was amazing. I mean, I, look, he's not for everybody, but I, I think he's a pretty good. He's got he's got a very good IMDb list. 
Yeah, I mean, being a, I think we're being a little harsh on, on our boy there. So we'll get that figured out. Hey, Jake Knapp, keep making birdies, buddy. Just keep on <laughs> making birdies three under through four. He's now got a two-stroke lead. That's what we were asking for. We were asking for some separation. Let's get a little separation on this puppy. Let's keep it rocking and rolling. We were going to talk about which team these people were going to play for next and some news coming through, you know, in the last 12 hours or so, which is the Bengals have informed T. Higgins that they will, in fact, franchise tag him. And, Mike, this makes a ton of sense when it comes down to it because you have a healthy Burrow coming back. You haven't had to pay Chase yet. You're going to have to pay Chase, but you haven't had to pay Chase yet. You have a defense that you're able to invest in because you've got a little bit of cap money. Probably put another little bit towards the uh, probably put a little bit towards the offensive line as well. You just can't let T. Higgins walk here in a season which, if you're looking at windows of when you can go in and really compete for a Super Bowl, when you can really go in and compete to win, this is in that window. This is in that time for them, and so it makes perfect sense that they're going to tag him. Probably going to walk the year after because again, like it's just going to be too expensive to keep him and Chase. But they're going to have one more year of at least a dynamic duo there for Cincinnati. Yeah, you had to tag him in this sense. You didn't want to lose him for nothing, and you need to make sure you you get the opportunity to win when you can. And you mentioned the window here. They're going to have to pay Chase. It's going to be hard to keep Higgins and Chase with Burrow with these three monster contracts and still be able to fill out the roster. Tag him also gives you the option, okay, if at some point here we do decide we need to move on from T. Higgins and we're not where we want to be this year, we have the ability to at least trade him and get something back for the asset. I think that also played a role into this. So not a shocker they tagged him. I was hoping they wouldn't. I was hoping he hit the free agent market. But we never see these top 10 wide receivers hit the free agent market. If they go somewhere, it's always via trade. So that window is now open, at least for T Higgins and the Bengals. You don't want this level of asset to walk for nothing. Yeah, it's I, I kind of wanted to hit them. Like, I like Cincinnati just weirdly because of you know, whatever Joe Burrow fans, stuff like that. But like, I kind of wanted to see what type of money he would demand. Like, it, it, I mean, 25 years old, peak of his powers with so many teams that are wide receiver needy. I mean, so mm-hmm. many teams that need a, a wide receiver one. It would have been fun to see what what he command. No, what, we'll just wait a year. We got to delay it a year, and then we'll yeah. see what he'll demand after that. Because, like, like I said, they're not going to be able to. They're going to be able to pay him. It's not going to happen. Like, they're going to have to give Chase a massive contract, and so T. Higgins is going to be the casualty there in that one. And uh, wouldn't surprise me to see Cincinnati address that, maybe even in the draft this year. Whether that be taking Bowers if he were to fall to them all the way down at eighteen, or maybe one of those wide receivers if they happen to fall as well. But let's look at some of these teams. You know, to 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 draft a player and and where the person is going to take his next snap. Russell Wilson's a pretty interesting one here. Uh, Russell Wilson minus two twenty five on the Steelers, plus five fifty on the Raiders. Falcons are six to one. Broncos seven to one. Patriots eight and a half to one. Everyone else ten to one or longer. Mike, it's one of those things where we can start doing the whole let's do process of elimination. Right? It's not the Bears. We know they're taking Caleb Williams. It's not the Panthers because he's. It's going to be. They're not abandoning Bryce Young. They're not going to give Bryce Young the starting job and then take it away from him and say, oh, no, sit sit a year behind Russell Wilson, and then we'll let you play again. So that's not going to happen. The Titans are going to at least see what they have in Will Levis, so that's not going to happen. The Commanders are going to draft one, so you can scratch them off. We expect the Patriots to draft one, so you can scratch them off as well. So now we've got a list that we can start to work with, which it really starts, in, I mean, in my opinion, kind of starts and ends with the Steelers and Raiders, but uh, what say you? 
Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I thought it was interesting. We had that news that the Steelers are going to stand pat at quarterback last week. Uh, we'll see if that actually plays out to fruition because a lot of these guys are favored to go to the Steelers or they're one of the teams that are involved. The Raiders make a lot of sense to me here. Uh, you, you you know you don't have the quarterback that is your long-term answer in-house right now. You kind of need one of these bridge guys. Garoppolo not going to be there. And you don't have a high enough draft pick to be able to go and take one of these top guys. So you'd have to pay a ton of capital to move up and take a top three quarterback in this draft. And outside of that, there's not really anyone that you're like, yeah, let's rush them out there. So having someone for a year or two to kind of fill that gap seems to make sense. You've got a team that has some veteran pieces in Devontae Adams and Max Crosby. You want to make sure that you take advantage of the time that they have left in their careers and, and their Raider career to be able to have a chance to win. So to me, Russell Wilson at plus 550 to the Raiders makes the most sense. And you could even cross off the Giants. You can cross off the Commanders mm -hmm. on this list. The Vikings don't seem like a logical landing spot for me either. I don't think he's going to be back at the Broncos. So really, it's just the first three on this list that I think makes sense for Russell Wilson. And I, if I'm the Steelers, am I am I really going to go get Russell Wilson here? That doesn't seem to be all that practical to me. So to me, it's the Raiders or the Falcons. I think the Falcons have interest in other people. And this would kind of be the backup plan for the Falcons if everything fell apart. But the Raiders plus 550 would be uh, would be the bet here for me. I, I've said as much already this week here on the network. Uh, the Raiders, Raiders make all the sense in the world because here's the thing. You get him for league minimum. You're not going to win anyway this year. So it's kind of like no harm, no foul, right? I mean, uh, you you take him and at least you can still put butts in the seats here in down the road at Allegiant because Aiden O'Connell's not going to do that, right? At least if you bring in Russell Wilson and see if there's anything left in the tank, you can still get people to show up to the games and whatnot. But the Raiders aren't going to be any good this year. You and I both know that. And what you don't want to do is is you know run a run an Aiden O'Connell out there end up taking the risk of going one and seven you know two two and seven two and nine whatever along the way and have people get you know disinterested in the team so I look I, do I think Russell Wilson's washed probably but is he good enough to is he good enough to like scrape by a few wins for you also probably well, if you, if you want Devontae Adams to stay on this team, you probably need to compete mm -hmm. at some level yeah. this year, right? You don't want to be that one in seven starter. Then you're moving on from Devontae Adams. You have to figure out where you can move him to. Max Crosby already talking about not being very happy there and, and that if he wouldn't return, if, if they didn't bring in Antonio Pierce, I, there's a lot of issues inside this locker room that you don't want to start this season off the way that you started last season off. And to me, the best way to do that is to make sure you have someone who is at least capable of playing quarterback in that locker room. How about what team is going to draft J.J. McCarthy? And I think this kind of circles us back to some of these other teams that we just started to talk about. We expect Chicago, Washington, New England to go with the big three quarterbacks, but then that does bring other teams that are quarterback needy into play. Atlanta sitting there at number eight. You've got Minnesota at 11. You've got Denver at 12. You've got Las Vegas at 13. You could even add New Orleans in at 14 because Carr we know is certainly not their long-term answer as well. So we start to look at this, Mike, and you see how these odds are Vikings at 450, Broncos at 450, Raiders at five, Falcons at 550. Then we start to get it a little bit longer from there. You hear about McCarthy rocketing up the boards. You hear about all these draft Knicks saying that McCarthy has all the tools that you look for in an NFL quarterback, even though it didn't really show in college because they didn't need him to do it at Michigan. I think all these teams are in play. I think the Saints at 15 to 1 are at least fairly interesting because if he were to make it to 14, I think if you're the Saints, this is where you pull the trigger. You know Carr has no upside whatsoever. You're already restructuring his contract to try to get him to want to leave and all of the things like that. 
I mean, at 15 to one, does he make it that far? I don't know. Apparently he's rocking it up everyone's boards, but I think the floor might actually be the Saints there at pick number 14. And at 15 to one, I think it's at least somewhat interesting. This one is tough for me. Because I, I think McCarthy's like a round three kind of guy. <laughs> and everyone now is talking about McCarthy being a mid-round one kind of guy. To me, all of these teams would be reaching if they took him at that point. So the question is, what type of franchise is willing to reach in that spot? Uh, Denver 450 makes sense to me. They, they need a quarterback. They need to figure out what the quarterback of the future is. Sean Payton likes this style of quarterback, someone who's accurate. Um, and so I wouldn't be shocked if it's Denver there at 450. I don't hate your Saints call it 15 to 1. I think Seattle is, is in the conversation as well. They're mm-hmm. drafting a little bit further behind the Saints. So if, if he falls to this position where I think he kind of fits a little bit more, Seattle's sitting there at 9 to 1 on the last year of Geno Smith's contract. They need to figure out an answer in this draft as well. That's a spot where they have a quarterback where you could go. You could sit him for a year, then have him come in. So I, I don't hate the look on Seattle here. All of this sounds ridiculous to me, though. I do not <laughs> think McCarthy should be a first-round quarterback. So this market is just crazy to even look at when we're talking about spending a top 15 pick on a guy who I think should go around the 90s. Yeah, no, I know. And, and like I said, so this is where I have to kind of separate what I see with my eyes and from what these guys that do this for a living do. Because I'm like you. I, I never saw it in college. But then they say, hey, look, you can watch the film. He didn't have to do it in college, and they just didn't ask him to do things that was unnecessary for them to win games. We're talking about what he projects as. And so I'm, I'm just having to buy into what these guys that do this for a living say. So I'm kind of like, with you. I mean, I think the dead floor now from what everything that I'm hearing is probably Pittsburgh at 20. If for whatever reason he is still hanging out, if they, you know, again, if they don't address their quarterback position in the offseason, I think that's where they go back to the, okay, maybe we will, maybe we won't just do one of these guys that's already here on the team. We'll go ahead and draft somebody. Let's put a bow on this conversation when we come back around and recap everything that's in our accounts for today. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is The Handle with Matt Brown and Mike Summage on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
If you do not already have a DraftKings Sportsbook account, we have a new customer offer that you should take advantage of immediately. Pull over on the side of the road. Go and download DraftKings Sportsbook. When you do, use the promo code VSIN, B-S-I-N, deposit. And with that first deposit, go in and make that first bet. Up to $1,000 we are going to give you back if for whatever reason that bet does not hit. We're going to give it back to you in bonus bets, so go in. It's a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 using the promo code VEASAN, B-S-I-N, DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Matt Brown, Mike Samich taking you home here, and maybe my boy Jake Knapp is going to make it a no-sweat Sunday. (laughs) I might have a no-sweat in here Sunday, four under through five. Ben Silverman, go back to Canada, but um, eight under, by the way, <laughs> eight under through 17. That's a round, folks. If you've, uh, if you've ever played golf before, a clean card for him as well, Mike. This is a nothing but birdies and pars here for Ben Silverman and still has a par five to close things out. Yeah, it looks like he's playing mini golf out there with the scorecard. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know. Eight under. If I make eight birdies in a month, like that's like a great, that's like a great month. And that's like eight birdies in a round. It's just, it's, I don't care how easy the course is. It's a, it doesn't matter. Eight birdies in a round is, is something else. All right, Mike, let's, uh, let's circle back around here. We were, we were closing things out here on the JJ McCarthy thing. Like I said, I'm not a talent evaluator. This is the thing I talk about all the time. Whenever I do my draft kind of my betting strategy, how I go into betting the draft, I've been able to do it fairly profitably here for the last three seasons. And, I have to separate what I've seen with my own eyes from what people who do this for a living tell me, because I will look at something and, you know, I look at JJ McCarthy and I see a Michigan team that chose on multiple occasions to have him throw fewer than 15 passes in a game because, you know, uh, and then my, my stupid mind tells me, Hey, stupid Matt, it's because they don't trust him to throw the ball. And then it's like, no, you have to trust these other guys go, no, it's, they just want to win games. Harbaugh doesn't care how he wins games. As long as they're winning games, they were just trying to get to the playoff and, and win a national championship. That makes sense to me. I get it. So I have to try and separate what I think from what the people who are smarter than me from a evaluator standpoint say, and what they say is, is that JJ McCarthy has first round talent. And so I at least have to take that into account when I start to look at these markets and, and bets that I may or may not want to place. Yeah. You have to accept uh, the, the, the mock drafters out there, right? Where you've got some people very, very good at this. And if, if everyone's got McCarthy in that first round grade, even if I have him as a third rounder, he's probably going to end up going in the first round. So then you have to look at need and understanding of where people are going to take him. To me, it'd still just be surprising to see him as a top 15 pick, but everyone wants a quarterback. You're willing to reach for quarterbacks. However, to me, you've got to kind of pump the brakes a little bit, especially this early in the process, because we have seen quarterbacks who were talked about going very high. Can he pick it? Other guys like that that have then fallen out of that first round, and we don't necessarily know where they end up. So this is one of those where I'm going to read the mock drafts and pay attention to what people are saying, but I want to get a little bit closer closer and get a little bit more through the process here of the draft before I'm willing to say, okay, this is someone I think is going to go in the first round. However, a lot of the teams that we're talking about taking him here in the first round, if he does slip, are the same teams that want to take him in the second round. And they're drafting the exact same order. So you understand who's going to get a kind of first crack at him if he does end up falling. There are some big names still out there, and we will talk about those tomorrow here on the program. Where do we think Kirk Cousins is going to end up? What about Saquon Barkley, Derek Henry, Josh Jacobs, Mike Evans? These are all game-changing names, and we will talk about where we think those guys land tomorrow here on the program. So, Mike, let's circle back around. As we said, UFC Fight Night over in Mexico City. It is starting a little bit later this evening. You on the East Coast? 
take you take you an energy drink or a cup of coffee about four o'clock, five o'clock in the afternoon because that thing's going to run pretty late for you. But let's uh, let's recap all of the uh, stuff that you have in your your account for this one. Yeah, I've got uh, Torres, the opening fight here by knockout. It's minus 110, knockout or TKO against Duncan. And then I took Moreno by submission. That's a plus 350. So just a little a little nibble there at the plus 350 number. Uh, Matt, what do you have so far in your account for UFC? Yeah, so for me, guys, it, it's one of those things where if you if you if you look at it, there is yes, the the 7,000 feet thing is going to to play into it. There's no no doubt about it. Like there's the 7,000 feet above above sea level is going to play into it. But I think some of this stuff gets inflated because people start to like really 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 get too into that. And so I actually am starting to look at some of these overs in some of these fights because you 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 look at them and it's like okay yes. Could people's cardio fail them at 7,000 feet? It, it, it absolutely could. But I think people should just start blindly betting those things. So for me, looking at some decent, some some overs here as far as these fights go, I'm pulling the trigger on Ortega. Like I said, I had him in the first fight against Rodriguez. I thought that he was, in fact, getting the better of that fight before he got injured. And you could say that maybe the Rodriguez submission made that shoulder, you know, made, made it to where he couldn't go on. I think it was more of a freak injury type situation. So I pulled the trigger on Ortega. I pulled a little bit on Ortega inside the distance as well in that fight. And then the Moreno Roval fight, I, I think is Moreno's fight to lose. I'm probably just going to use him as a parlay piece in this. So put him in with some of these other things that I like in this one. Like I said, whether it be, you know, whether it be Ortega, whether it be a couple of these overs that I like as well. So I, I, I like Moreno in this one, but I think it's just more of a parlay. I can't in good faith lay the three to one here. I think the price has kind of gotten to where it needs to be almost a little bit out of hand. So that's where I'm at with that one. And, you know, it's going to be a fun card. But again, for you people on the East Coast, you're going to be up late, man. So so uh, so get your, get your you coffee and your energy drink in you. <laughs> now, you, you mentioned the parlay aspect of this. Mm-hmm. Last week we did this show. We saw favorites win until that last fight where we saw, saw a dog win there. Are there other legs that you're interested in parlaying with Moreno to kind of bring the price down? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I like Rosas and then that one. I think that you could put him in with that one. Like I said, I like the over in a couple of these other fights. I think that that's another way that, that you could go about it. I mean, any of these bigger favorites on this one, I didn't see a ton that jumped off the page to me that I hated. So any of those, I think, could be a parlay piece for you as you move on. Mike, you are on the uh, hockey today as well. Three different plays for you over on the ice. Yeah, we're headed to the ice here. Going to drop the puck right after the show ends uh, in the New York Rangers game. I've got the Rangers minus 125 today. Later in the evening, give me the Stars Hurricanes under six and a half minus 135. Under six at plus money like both of those. I think that's going to be a lower scoring game. And we're going to take a big plus money shot here on the Avalanche. Minus one and a half plus 185 taking on the Maple Leafs. Just a spot play for me here. Leafs four straight road games all in the last six days. The Avalanche, one of the best teams in the West. At home, let's uh, take the big plus money here if they can cover that puck line. You know what? I'm not even going to let you. I'm not even going to let you start with the horse racing. I'm going with mine and the Rebel Stakes, buddy. We're going Timberlake, Just Steel, Dimatic, Trifecta Box. How about that? We're going to do. We're going to. We're going to go with that one in the in the Rebel Stakes because I believe in their in their buyer numbers and all this. Honestly, Mike, I'm being serious though. I was asking you this off air but there are handicapping tools for horse racing I, I i joke with you it's more of a bit when it comes to anything else but there are tools you can use to try to look at these races and, and figure out which horses you at least become interesting interested in 
Yeah, the most popular one is a DRF daily racing mm-hmm. form. And they have that buyer speed figure that you were mentioning. Now, there's a bunch of holes in the buyer speed mm-hmm. figure. And unfortunately, the two minutes and 45 seconds we have left here, not even close yes. to enough time yeah. to break down that aspect of it. But you also have thing like, things like time form, like Brisnet, which give you speed ratings as well. So a lot of times, look at multiple of them and decide, okay, where where do I believe the, the correct number is? And, and why is there a variance in these numbers? And that can lead you to horses, especially at prices sometimes when they've got a, you know, a big time form, but a low buyer number, for instance. Um, I got a couple bets today. We're going to start out with the Honeybee Stakes race number nine on the Oakland card. Uh, like the favorite in that one, West Omaha, the six horse, but I try and find some value. So I'll play exacta. So West Omaha in the first spot and then uh, the one Alley's Beach and the four Neon Beach in that second spot. So six with one four exacta. And then uh, I'm going to take a price here in the Rebel. I don't like your chalk eating trifecta. We got favorite, favorite, favorite. Oh, yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Maybe- Give me the rail. Give me Carbone, 15 to 1. Getting back onto a fast track today. Two for two over a fast track. Scratch of the 13. Time for truth. Big for Carbone as well. Takes out one of the speed in the race. I think Carbone takes this field gate to wire to a big number. Excellent Italian restaurant at the Aria here in Las Vegas as well as Carbone. Yeah. Hey, I've never been. You can take me next Have time. Have you never up. been to Carbone? Okay. Well, we're going to, we'll, we'll get that next. When you're back in the rotation over here, you know, we'll, we'll get Carbone in there uh, as well. Checking in on the golf here, Jake Knapp. 15 under, 4 under through 5. My boy Sammy, he birdied another, so he is now outright second. So, hey, Mike, what can go wrong? It's only I've only got the guy in first and the guy in second. What, what can go wrong? Yeah, yeah. What can go wrong? Right, we're laying eight and a half with Stony Brook. They're up 10 <laughs> at the free throw line with a minute left. What could possibly what go could wrong? What could possibly go wrong in that one as well? Uh, circling back around to the baseball as well. Did put in an over 73 and a half season win total on the Royals. Talked about that. You can go back and watch the replay of the show for all the reasonings behind that. And I know it's boring, Mike, but I threw in a Ronald Acuna NL MVP ticket. The dude is just absolutely amazing. Yeah, I I, uh, I played over on the Reds, 82 and a half. You can get plus 100 right now. That rotation should be a lot better this year. You get a year more developing of the young stars there. And give me 30 to 1 on Bo Bichette for AL MVP. Going to be wide open, Aaron Judge. I don't trust he's going to stay healthy and no more Atani to worry about. Let's take a price in the AL. Hey, he said he's got a toe injury he's going to have to manage for the rest of his life. His rest of his life, toes? Mike. Fragile toes. It's a, a problem. He's got a bad toe. You can't be betting on a guy with a bad toe. Of course, all of our picks up over at VEASAN.com slash picks as well for Mike. I am Matt. Good luck on all your bets here this Saturday. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.